As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I'm down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shea Gibbs Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always on Mondays, is my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Well, uh, what an interesting week. Um, a lot of basketball. Yep. A lot of intense games. A lot of terrible teams that, for some reason, takes and makes a ton of threes against OKC. I mean, it's... a uh, it's great. Yeah. They uh Thunder won the game last night despite uh the horrible feelings that I think every Thunder fan had for 47 of the 48 minutes. <laughs> Basketball feelings are back everybody. They're just back in full force. What a what a horrific yeah. game to watch <laughs> as you <laughs> see your team just falling apart in front of you the whole time and seeing just just players that shouldn't be playing this well. It's like what is what is going on here? Like Nasir Little? Like yeah. what happened to you? What did what did you do? You know, Shane Sharp was good and like that that's not crazy to think of, but like Keon Johnson like in creation mode, he had fourteen and five fourteen points, five assists. You're like, what is, like will you just like chill out, you know, Keon Johnson like the Thunder needed Tritton Watford to go <laughs> out of the game yeah. and get hurt. It's like, wait a minute. How many of you guys even knew who Trenton Watford was before this game? It was a uh, boy, especially after uh, all all Thunder fans getting their laughs off at the Dallas Mavericks earlier that day, losing to the Hornets twice. Twice they lost to the Hornets one time, and then even Jason Kidd after the game was like dogging them, saying like, yeah, we can't do this. They do it again. Again, you lose to the Hornets without their three best players. No Tsunami Poppy. And you still lose. Yeah. It's, I mean, I watched the last quarter of that game. Um, I mean, I know that Luca can make literally any shot anywhere at any time, at any point in the game. Mm Mm-hmm. But this, the like the 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 last five minutes where the game was alive. I mean, it was a game. Yeah. Dallas scheme was, hey, let's chuck a three uh, and see what happens. <laughs> let's chuck let's, a three. Let's you know play one pick and roll yeah. and then immediately chuck a three. That that was um, the well, variation. Like you can either have an ISO tree or just a screen, a simple screen, and and it's not that they were not able to create open shots because I mean, <laughs> Charlotte's defense was horrible. It was yeah. tail Maledon going left and right and create. I know, I know. It was 
it was quite a scene. I mean, PJ Washington. I mean, they 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 were defending Luca this way. Let let me let me describe this because mm-hmm. it's so funny. Like PJ Washington was the de facto defender. Yeah, it was one screen, and immediate switch. Like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> like. Why are you switching? There was no pressure on the screen. Kleba was just setting like very terrible screens. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing? Like, just try to fight one step. That happens a Nothing. lot in the NBA, though. I mean, as we saw the other night when Dort just like refused to let screens matter. You mm-hmm. know, the effort on the screens for Marcus Morris was just like, hey, I'm just going to walk by you. And just so you know, this is how we do it in the NBA. You just you move on to the next guy, you know. Like, it wasn't even really screening, you know. And yeah. it wasn't that hard for Lou to fight through those. You know, it wasn't like yeah. Steve-O setting a screen. I mean, it was it was bad. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, Thunder, yeah, but the then- Thunder barely got this one, man. The Thunder barely got this one in yeah. Portland. I this should have been it should have been a blowout and Mark talked about it after the game and I think it's a really good point is that these are guys that are fighting for their NBA careers they're fighting for spots on the roster they're fighting for minutes for next year I mean yeah one of the big reasons that Trey Mann had one that he had hype and then two that he had guaranteed minutes to start off this season was the way that he played the end of last season was yeah. that during moments like this when it's Archie Diacono and Trenton Watford and, you know, Kevin Knox and those guys getting minutes. You know, Shaden Sharp is playing really well. It's good for him, but Sam Vecini pointed out on Twitter this morning that it's like, hey, a lot of times these minutes just don't mean anything. So don't don't take this as like, you know he's definitely going to be a star next year. I mean, I think we lot we got ahead of ourselves, and a lot of people did about Trey. Oh, and I did. Yeah, I did too. And I thought this was going to be some going to be pretty big for him, and it ended up not being that. And another example of that was Davion Mitchell, who averaged nineteen three and eight last year from mid March to the end of the season. This is one that Sam Vecini pointed out, and now he's. Like just kind of barely the backup point guard for the yeah. for the Kings. I mean, the end of the season, and I kind of uh, I would like to name this uh, Ramon Session Ramon Session Session. Oh my gosh, why can't Session. I want to Sessionsing? Session. Oh my gosh, help me. Seasoning. Seasoning. No, this is this yeah. is like the Ramon Sessions thing. Remember whenever he played for the for the Bucks. And he was just yeah. going absolutely bonkers. And vaguely though, vaguely though, I remember this. Part of it I remember because I I think I picked him up in fantasy, and he just turned into the best point guard in the world. Mm-hmm. And it was just like whoa. And then the next year it was like the Lakers have got to get Ramon Sessions. Like they just have to get Ramon Sessions. This is going to make the difference. And. It's sometimes the stuff at the end of seasons are not real. And it's not to say that for sure Shaden Sharp is not going to be this good. But it is just remember <laughs> that this happens, especially bad teams yeah. at the end of the season. Somebody's got to score the points. I mean, Trey Mann had a 20 point quarter last year. Yeah. And it looked real. It looked real. real he, defenders. Yeah, he played, did it against the Celtics. Yeah, and you were just like, "Wow, like this has got to be real, right?" And everybody this felt really good about it. And yeah, you know, last night I'm like, "Man, can we get Trey Man off the floor? Like, can we please? Can we just find?" Him? No, why? He was not that bad. <laughs> he was okay. He was not that bad. He was okay. Defensively, his size is just going to be a problem. And he was a plus seventeen last night. Um, yeah, but he certainly has not been the guy that we had hoped that he would be. But you know, who was the guy that we hoped that? Trey Mann would be the season is Isaiah Joe last night, who was on fire, on Yay! fire in the first half. I mean, he's yeah. he saved the Thunder from humiliation last night. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's discuss briefly why Portland was playing well at the beginning of games. Zone. Yeah. You can't beat zone if you don't. Sc- move the ball enough 
Uh, you don't put the ball in the middle. They tried, but I mean, Jay Will was not doing anything with it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the shots were not going in. Yeah. It's really hard to have your starting unit um, missing a ton of trees. I mean, Giddy had the night of his life, basically. And it didn't matter for the defense. This is something where, and we don't have to go into the same usual discussion between me and you, but this is why, I mean, it's it's tricky to add non-shooters or not, not even non-shooter, not volume shooters. It's really different. I mean, Portland was able to play, to cheat on everybody, not name Shea and sometimes J-Dub, and it's okay because if someone else doesn't have it on the starting unit, you are going to have an, an efficient defense yeah. against a team that wants to drive the basketball and with with like multiple players. And, and again, if you look at the, the the scoreboard and if you look at J-Dub, Shea, and Giddy, I mean, they were crazy efficient. Mm. I mean, uh, let me do the math. 25 on, what is this, 26, 41. Uh, no, that, that seems too good. Yeah. That's that's right. Okay, so they 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 were incredible yeah. in terms of efficiency. Uh, great, I'm sure great night for the, the trio. Math. But um, but yeah, so they were insanely effective, and and it almost wasn't enough. Yeah, it wasn't enough. I mean, so it's um, this is how, and uh, I'm sure the OKC will go back and say, okay, when you have Chet. This is how we attack zone, and this will solve a ton of issues oh my by itself. Yeah, having a having the number two pick and a guy who's you know can hit shots all over the court. I mean, we're seeing it. We're just being teased day after day before every game. We're just being teased by this guy. Uh, last night there was video. I think it was from Joe of him just hitting these like trailer threes, where he's just yeah. like running up, and you're like, oh man. What what do you make about the free seven kind of thing? Um, I don't know. I mean, he are, just wants to hoop. He wants probably. to hoop. I mean, without a doubt, he wants to hoop. Uh, he's not going to. It's not going to happen. Not this year. So wouldn't it be insane? Yeah, I mean, right now, like probably insane. Like, like ESPN insane. has like the questionable thing, which is just like it's flat out false. I mm-hmm. think it's coming from like RotoWire or something is tied into ESPN. Oh, ESPN has it questionable, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think it's it's coming from like a RotoWire thing who probably sees him. But like you look at the official NBA report mm-hmm. and he's out. He's listed as out and that will be until this season is over. Regular season, you mean? Regular season, postseason, championship, oh. all of it. Like I just oh, don't. Come on, give us not, hope. If false hope, if the Thunder somehow got to the NBA Finals in June, and the team doc said, "You know what? I think he's ready to go," I think they would still say, "Cool, we'll see you next season." No, that's not true. If uh, that that is not true, it's true. That I don't believe. You if, if you say, "Okay, f- conference finals," say, "Okay, you're still fourteen games from the title," but when you are, no. I don't believe Sorry. that. No, it's I true. Don't. It's absolutely true. He's not playing this year. <laughs> they're not, and they're not going to the finals either. So that that is that is real. Yeah. That is, well, if they go to the finals without Chet, I mean, it's it's going to be I don't know, yeah. impossible. Yeah, they will not. But anyway, yeah, yeah, we'll see him next year, and it's going to be glorious. It's going to be very very fun. Uh, hopefully, a lot more fun than last night's game. Shay, do you want to have fun? Sorry, I have. Do a I want to have fun? We. Yeah, yeah, I do. I want to have fun. I also don't want to get people hyped up about something that is definitely not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to give you something to be hyped for, um, and it's actually real. Yeah, um, I have two players um, in their second year in the league. Okay, first one, um, oh. roughly thirty minutes per game. Okay, yeah, roughly. 14.5, roughly, um, shot attempts per game. Mm-hmm. An effective field goal of 0.52, so 52% effective field goal, and 16 points per game. Mm-hmm. The second player, um, second year in the league, 14.5 shots per game, 
effective field goal of 51% okay. and 19 points per game. Can you name player one and player two? I can. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to or do you want to yes. do it? Yes, please. The first player is Josh Giddy. Yes. And the second player yes. is, drumroll, Shay Gilgis Alexander. It's, it's exactly right. So the fact that Giddy, who is one full, one full year younger than what Shay was yeah. when he was in the second year in the league, yep. is having a more efficient season by having roughly the same shot distribution. I mean, he's taking three threes per game. Shay, let's see. Maybe Shay was having a little bit more. 3.6. It's, it's not that different. The, the, the thing that really differs from the two, it's trivial. It's the free throws. Shea yeah. was always able to generate free throws while Giddy, for some reason, can't. Yeah. He attacks the basket like in the same, I would say, the same amount than Shea, maybe more. Yeah. But he's not able to generate because so he, if you look he, against yeah, bigger guys, he tends to find the floaters. And then against smaller mm -hmm. guys, he tends to use his muscle to get there. But don't you think that, that the floaters cancel the mid range attempts from Shea? Probably. Yeah, probably so. It, it is without a doubt true, though that Josh just gets zero calls <laughs> for whatever yeah, reason. He, yeah, yeah, he doesn't get calls. So we are talking about an extremely, well, not extremely, a very efficient player. Because mm -hmm. if you have 52% effective field goal, you are efficient. He's not getting any free throws, but the rest of his game offensively improved so much. I mean, I know that 19 points per game is better than 16.5, but Josh is having a lot more in terms of rebounds, in terms of assists. He has these stretches of the season where he's terrible, like immediately after also break, but then he, he goes for weeks and weeks where he's just super duper solid yeah. and he plays hard and he knows what to do. Um, I really think that we have to start think about Giddy in a different way. Yeah. Um, he's not threatening waters. He is improving a lot because this team is winning basketball games and he is an integral, crucial part of this. It's not the same as doing it for a team that is not winning. And it's not the same to be efficient when you have a guy like Chris Paul passing you the ball a lot of times. I'm not saying that Shea was, was anything short of exceptional that season, but he was playing as the third guy. I mean, yeah. Giddy is playing as the second guy most nights, and he is guarded in a different way. He's creating his own shot a lot. I don't know how many of his shots from inside the, the arc are assisted. So all this is to say that if you want to be excited by something real, just just look at Josh Giddy um, because he's being just different this season. Yeah. Trivia question for you. Okay. Out of he's played in 70 games total this season so far. How many of those games was he in single digits? Oh. Hmm. Six. That's exactly right. That freaks me Ooh! out. That and I, I, I swear, I swear out. I didn't check. Yeah, I believe you. I am freaked out. Like, very freaked out. That you that got that on the nose. Because I got it exactly right. Wow. Isn't wow. that the trivia, trivia rule? Yeah, six. I yeah. mean, the guy has been the second leading scorer on the team. He doesn't, for for whatever reason, doesn't get like that that kind of respect. Mm -hmm. It's. I think most of it is that he just doesn't do it in a traditional way. And he just doesn't look like other players that we've seen in the past. Mm -hmm. And so... And he's not like some like, I mean, it's easy to see like a guy like Isaiah Joe, who's like a knockdown shooter. Like we know that guy. We've seen that guy a billion times in the NBA. Even yeah. J Dub, like we've seen guys like him in the league, over and over yes. again. Like yes, there's a lot of star players that play like him, right? Yeah. What's the giddy comp? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He. I don't, I'm thinking about your guys. Um, 
plays the guys that plays in Europe played in Europe for the entire career. Mm-hmm. But I don't know um, from the top of my head. Um, he's just um, he's just different, mm-hmm. and I don't know who was discussing this. Probably you with someone else about probably with um, Sam Vecini on his podcast. Yeah, about the fact that he he was surprised by the physical transformation that he carry over mm-hmm. this summer. He's way bigger, and you can you can actually feel it. Like guys bumping off of him, <laughs> like mm-hmm. the fact that he can just destroy guys when he when he goes against them. Yeah, like it's um, yeah. I mean, Giddy, Giddy is amazing. I mean, if he finds consistency with his shot and he's just a little bit more focused on defense, because that is something where he. I'm not saying that he will be um, a lockdown defender. This is not what you sh- you you like can expect from Giddy. But you can expect him to be better than what he was this season. And I think that that will come. If he wants, that can come. It's yeah. just being there with your mind, being there with your body. Um, and and I also think that rebound-wise, he's making a transformation on that end as well. He's getting contested rebounds way more often. Yeah. Like, it's just it's just so fun to watch. Yeah, he's a, he's an incredible player. He's been very, very good. Has, he's had an underrated season. One, because J-Dub's getting a ton of attention as a Rookie of the Year candidate, which he deserves as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then because Shea is so good. And then also you have Chet taking attention as well, who's just like, well, just wait until they get Chet back. You know, like, that's just the way it's going to be. But, you know, in the month of March, he's 17, or 17, 8, and 7. You know, for the year, he's 16... 7.9 and 6.1. I mean, there's not a lot of guys that are averaging 16 points, seven boards, six assists per game, you know, in the league yeah. right now. And again, last year you could say, hey, look, this guy is so inefficient. Like, you can make it if you are that inefficient. Mm-hmm. I mean, 52% effective field goal, that is, that is something where you can say, okay, on a great team, if you have a guy like that, that works. Yeah. Like not on a good team, on a great team. You can sustain a guy like this. Actually, you are better off with a guy like that. I mean, if you think about like 48, 45, 46, okay, that's, I mean, this is not efficient. Yeah, you will need very efficient guys around him to make yeah. him better. Mm-hmm. I mean, Giddy's not tanking OKC's offensive efficiency. Mm-mm. He's actually like he's, providing. Yeah, he's providing uh, not only his own, but for other players. Yeah. I mean, how how many players average at least 16, 8, and 6 on the season? How many players do you think it is? Hmm, let's try to name them. Um, I will... So, LeBron James. LeBron James is one. Um... Yanis? Nope. Yanis is a little bit below with the assists, right? Yes. Okay. Mm, Luca? Luca. That's two. Mm, let's see. Eight rebounds. I mean, Embiid doesn't have. Oh, Jokic, of course. Jokic, yep. There's one um, more guy. There's five total guys. Yeah. That average at least 16, 8, and 6 in the NBA yeah. this year. That's and it. that guy is trivial. Why? Why I don't think I'm not thinking about him. He used to play is it on trivial? the Thunder. Sorry. He used to play on the Thunder. It's not trivial. He's gonna make. He's probably gonna be all NBA. As uh, Paul George? Nope. I don't know. Well, I can name James Harden, Russell Westbrook, or no. Kevin Durant. Wrong, 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 wrong. Oh, oh, then I don't know. Domas. Oh, yes. No, that is actually okay. Yeah. yeah. So, listen again, Should everybody. Have... Yeah. The list of players averaging 16, 8, and 6, which is what Josh Giddy has averaged the entire season. The list is Nikola Jokic, Demonis Sabonis, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, and Josh Giddy. That's it. Yeah, I wonder about their efficiency. I mean, um, Thomas is more efficient. 
Jokic is more efficient. LeBron is probably a little bit more efficient, but not that much. Yeah, I mean, he he is the least efficient of the five. Mm -hmm. Certainly, like Jokic is like seventy true shooting. Domas is sixty six true shooting. Luca sixty one percent true shooting. LeBron is Mm fifty eight, and Giddy is fifty three percent true shooting. But but if you look at effective field goal, because that is, I mean, the free throws is something that yeah, just he's still he's still bottom of the list. Okay. He's By actually, the same margin? Uh, LeBron is lower, and Luka's lower. Like He's 52% effective field goal. LeBron's 54. Luka's 56. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But also, but still. he's 20. Yes. And the other guys are all either past their prime in their prime with Domas and Jokic, and then Luka's just an absolute freak of nature, might be one of the best players to play the game ever. Yeah. So. Oh, it's great. I, And you can see it. Like, yeah, he will miss uh, a layup or two that are just things that will he will make in the future. And also yeah. the, the, the fact that from the free throw line, he, he's not. If, if he gets more reps... I mean, I'm. I think that he can, he can reach eighty percent or close on free throws. So, I don't know why he's not generating those. Part is the way in which he gets to the basket. That I mean, he's just taller and and bigger. And when he has a, like a smaller guys, he he can just rise up above them. And mm-hmm. so, he he's more a guy that drives with the guy with him instead of running towards the guy mm-hmm. uh, he needs to learn how to do that and still be effective because this is something that you learn to do uh, i mean you, you don't just drive towards people by nature you, just, you try to like navigate and, and this is not what he's doing right now mm-hmm. i think that he can learn and when he will because i think that it's when and not if that will change and if he goes around 55 56 through shooting percentage hey that that's a borderline slash all star, yeah, right there. Yeah, he is. He's very very impressive, and he's it's gone almost unnoticed. I feel like this season. You know, I'm not sure that many people. And these are just like simple counting stats for him, but he's doing it on a team that's winning, mm-hmm. and he's also not the main guy on his team. I mean, a lot of yep. people think he's the third best guy on the team. And so if he can, I mean, last night he was 17, 11, and 6. A steal, two blocks, two turnovers, 7 of 12. He hit three threes. You know, I mean, what else is this guy supposed to do to make you think that he's got great potential? I mean, people yeah. easily knock him down. And it's just like, I mean, everybody. It's like, I don't know if Josh can be this. You know, I've heard it from so many people. I'm just like, mm-hmm. can we just, can we just hold our hold our horses there for a minute? Yeah, and um, I want to, I mean, criticize myself in the past. I mean, I was very, very uh, dubious about the fit with Shay, mm-hmm. and I said, okay, this may not work. You weren't the only one. Even early this season, I mean, they were sitting giddy at the end of the game. Yeah, because he didn't. It just wasn't working for whatever reason, and you you have to like in your brain. All right, well, let's, we have to go to these places where can this actually work? And I haven't thought that in a long in time, a very long time. I haven't had that thought once since yeah. the turn of the new year. I mean, for sure, if not since the middle of December. Exactly. I I was going right there, like. The main discussion at the beginning of the season, I remember Alex put it in these words. I mean, the only important thing of the season is learning if Shay can play with Giddy. This is the most important thing. And like right now, that is that is in the past. Check. We we yes. In January, we we knew that yes, this can work. Mm-hmm. When you have shooters around them. This works. This just works on a very high level, not mm-hmm. on, yeah, we can be in the middle kind of thing. Yeah. No, they can mesh together. And when J-Dub will be more aggressive, like he was at times last night with the three ball, and when Giddy is this aggressive, yeah. this can actually work well. Yeah. 
and, and it was like, again, we were saying at the beginning of the season, hey, if we learn after the season that Shea and Giddy can play together, the results, the wins, nothing really matters if we have that certainty at the end of the season. Yeah. And today we can say, hey, we check that. Like yeah. these two players can be great together. Yep. Especially, especially if you have shooting around. Yeah. And but especially, not only. This is <laughs> this is extremely important. Yeah, without a doubt. I think Chet will provide that next year. And I think Isaiah Joe will will be back. Just imagine a lineup that has Shea Giddy Hendricks. Sorry. Hendricks. <laughs> Shea, Giddy, Joe, J dub, Chet. That that's a unit that will play and that will close some games for them. And that is pretty awesome. And there now there's a player and somebody that something that we have to address. There's a player I didn't mention in that lineup that boy has he had it's been it's been a rough stretch for for my guy Lou Dort. And you know, we go from you know Torture chamber. Put him in the put him in the torture chamber. He just absolutely shut him down. Everybody was saying it, dude. Like who like all Thunder fans were having their Dort posts, you know? And then and I'm not saying that people are wrong to feel this way, because it has been a brutal stretch for him mm-hmm. offensively. And there's like you can't sugarcoat it, you know. So I yeah, mean, defense is not enough when you are this bad on offense. Yeah, without a doubt, and he he definitely still played at the end of the game, and he made a few plays and last made night. some plays, made a defensive play there last night that helped them win the game. That's great, but the I mean the field goal percentage. I mean, in the month of March, do you know what he's shooting from the field? Twenty nine. That's not that bad. In the month of March, in 14 games, he's 33%, which well, it's, is it's, not it's bad. Off. It's not 29. It's not 29. Okay. All right. Okay. It's not good. I can't. I, I can't. It was 40. No, no. I wish when it was said, 40. No, 29. How many months? How many months do you think he shot over 40% from the field? Um, six November. months. Six months. Now I'm counting the month out of six. November, January. That's it. Um, yes, that's correct. November and January. He was really close in December. He was 39% in December. I'm on a roll. 30 you are. This is like I'm freaked out officially. Officially freaked out at how well you're doing here. Yeah, he's shooting 33.7% from the field and 30% from 3. The the free throw percentage though in March, you know what he's shooting from the free throw line? If you get this on the nose, I might run out of the room just frightened. Eighty eight point three percent. Oh good. Yeah, he didn't get it. Eighty nine point five percent from the free throw line. And and he's hit in the month of March, he's hit some important free throws. Yes, he did. And most it, likely did. Doesn't that it's what's funny is that his field goal percentage and his three point percentage don't even add up to equal his free throw percentage. That's a singular thing. Well, the singular thing is that they don't add up to a hundred. Yeah, that was Alex's yeah, thing, and he like made it on the front page of NBA Reddit back in the day because Kyle Singler's shooting splits didn't add up to <laughs> to a hundred. But it's. It's been a rough stretch for him. There's a lot of people out there making these big declarations about Dort can't play on this team, yada, yada. Um, What are your thoughts? I'm not the most qualified person to talk about this. What does that Um, mean? What do you mean? Who is? I I don't know. Someone who who doesn't have this... um, name of being a Dort hater. So everything I say will be You are a Dort hater. It's true. I am. I am. I, I just I'm not a Dort hater. I'm just uh I just love shooting. Yeah. I just love good shooters. Yeah. Um or even normal ones. 
Somehow I've turned into somebody that doesn't like shooting. Like people take my my uh, some of my takes and just extrapolate it out to like Andrew wishes we had nobody that could shoot. On you the don't team. like shooting enough. I don't like shooting enough. I like you shooting quite a bit. You need to love shooting. You need to be enamored with guys that let it fly and make it. Um, no, I think that there there is um, a non-zero chance that in two years Dort is not the starter for OKC. I, I do think the next year he will start yeah. at the beginning of the season unless they strike gold uh, in the draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, say that they, for some reason, they play the plane. They, I don't know. They, they just get the number four pick in the draft. Hey, and I just, I just, I just hit Tankathon, and we got the number two pick. Great. First, if Scoot is in the team, first uh, or Brandon Miller is in the team, then you, I mean, if you have a four that can shoot, even Hendricks, I don't think that it's out of the question that you start Shea, J Dub, Giddy, Hendricks, or that's, whatever. That's the beauty. Jarris that's the Walker, beauty of this or, roster is that you, if you want to. If you draft a four and he's good enough to start, great, slide him in. If you draft a two and he's good enough to start, great, slide him in. If you draft a three and he's good enough to start, slide him in. You know, if you draft a point guard and he's good enough to start, slide him into the lineup. Yeah, with with that being the the thing that I I like, I don't like uh, too much. I mean, if it's, if Scoot it's Henderson, good, then you yeah, just yeah, don't yeah, have you a do choice. It. You, you, you find a way later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not any other point guard in this class that's like just like I mean, there's not like any traditional point guard like Casey Wallace. It's like yeah, no thanks. You know, there's not anybody, and this isn't a great point guard draft either, outside of school. no, yeah, yeah, it's, but yeah, I I do think that um, somewhere in the future you need to question how many minutes you can give to a guy like Lou Dort uh, if it's his night. Right. Um, I was so happy, I think, uh, a couple of weeks, a week ago, that his shooting selection was getting better. Um, yeah. He was getting more corner trees and stuff like that. And then, I mean, he can have games where he tries to shoot himself out of a slump. Mm-hmm. That is not who he is. Mm-hmm. You just, when you are in a slump, you go into the corner and you wait for a wide open one. Yeah. And you just stay there. Because you will be wide open. If you have a bad night shooting wise, nobody will defend you. So if you are there, you let others decide and you let the ball come to you when it's time. Yeah. And this is how. And if you miss four wide open corner trees, I don't possibly care. Yeah. If you miss a contested wild layup, I will be so miffed. Yeah. Because it's it's not your game. Yeah. Especially if there is Drew Eubanks on the other side, who was a blocking machine. Yeah, Drew Eubanks. Two of them were goaltends, but but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's true, and he's to his to Dort's credit, he's taking more corner threes than he did in the last two years, and he's still making them at a really high clip. Now, they're going to have to figure out a way to limit his usage rate like period the end because yeah. you have players like we just discussed the our golden boy Josh Giddy and Jalen Williams needs more possessions and Shea needs possessions and a guy named Chet's going to need possessions and Lou Dort is going to have to figure out his place in the pecking order and I will I'm not worried right now. I'm just not. There's just not a lot that could happen this year that would make me feel worried about any situation whatsoever with this team. <laughs> One, they have overperformed what they should be. Dort contributes in a huge way to the way they defend. And mm-hmm. having a player that pressures teams, you know, over half court and just is an absolute nightmare out there for guys. Like you need those kind of players. I mean, I think Lou Dort has contributed to wins for sure. Now, offensively, he's going to have to figure it out, and I don't think that's like a mystery on the Thunder side. No, I mean Mark Degnall earlier this season. I've told this probably four or five times this year. Mark Degnall. I was just asking. I was just asking him how he can get Jalen Williams more involved, and he offered up that. 
there's this continuum for the Thunder that J-Dub and Trey Mann are on one end and Dort's on the other. And they need them both to be in the middle, which is J-Dub taking more shots and Lou Dort taking less shots. Me, That's directly from the head coach. Yeah. So it's no mystery to the team that this is not great. Yeah. You know, Mark is not, you know, going into film and be like, hey, Dort, I know you're a one for 12, but you, I, I just love you, you keep man. shooting, man. This is beautiful. Great job. <laughs> like, no. Can you like, imagine? They like, Look at that pull-up jumper. That is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, no more pull-up twos. Lou. Wow. Like, corner, if he's taking wide, wide open corner threes and he's, like you said, if he misses five, like, I don't care. Like, that's great. Those, that's the shot that you I will want. eventually care. Not today. But his track record on corner threes, I mean, this year, according to basketball reference, he's shooting 42% on quarter threes. And 23% of his shots are coming from there. Now, his rookie season, he took 39% of his shots from the corners. And I think that is probably not going to happen again. But if we can have it at like 30%, 32%. What are you saying? I I want to be more than 50. Like, more more than 50 is... He likes to operate. He likes... I'm just telling you, I just don't know if 50 is going to happen. That'd be great, too. I would like to see that, too. Do I think that's realistic? I don't know. Do I think it's realistic? I don't know. If he doesn't go back to 39, I don't think there is a huge chance... That he ends the contract in OKC. I this will not be sustainable. In the in the I mean, you have guys that like look at Wiggins. I I mean, I know that Wiggins doesn't change games yeah. the way in which Dort can. I mean, the last two minutes against Portland, he made three defensive possessions that were oh, that's insanely good. Like yeah. it's almost like cracking uh, like a cold beer in the <laughs> in the summer heat like wow oh that sound I really want that um and then he makes two or three plays in offense where it's like you're the nails on the on the on the backboard like it's yeah why why it can be you're great at defense you got a huge fat contract which you can re-earn in three years, if you score twelve points per game on league average efficiency, yeah, that is the, that is the key. Yeah, you can get again fifteen millions if you just play the right way. Just be okay with eight shots, four being corner trees. Mm-hmm. That is not very hard to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, just destroy everyone on defense. Just get like dismantle guys on screens. Mm-hmm. If you don't, again, I don't think that you can sustain a guy like that. You can't. It's, I mean, you may, but you always always have in the back of your mind, hey, can I get someone that can give me 80% of door defense and just league average if, uh, offensive, offensive efficiency? Like, would you really? Ha- Suppose that you have chat tomorrow mm-hmm. and you have to play a single playing game. Mm-hmm. Would you play Kenrich more or Dortmore? Uh, I'd probably play Dortmore. Okay. You lost the game. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. What if Kenrich uh, has to go to the free throw line at the end of the game? Yeah, that's right. I mean, seriously, okay. that that no, is that a real finish. thing at the end of like meaningful games that happens. Yes. Is like it could be anybody that has Can to Can we get someone that is better than both Kenrich and Dort <laughs> and start him? <laughs> Can they're both mesh? good players, can, can man. They're, they're both. Between... I mean, we're not asking Lou Dort to be like the third guy on this team. No. I'm asking him to be like the sixth guy, the seventh best player on the team. The fifth. If he wants to start, he needs to be. I just he, don't. He, I don't care if he starts. I really don't give a rip whether he starts, but I think that there's going to be a lot of games that he finishes for sure with this franchise yeah. moving forward, meaningful games. I know we like a lot of these guys on the team, 
But he is for sure one of the guys that when we get to a meaningful game, that I want him on the court. And I know that there's going to be some ugly offensive possession. That's going to happen. But defensively, there's just not anybody on the team that can replicate what he does. There's just not. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com dunk. That's linkedin.com dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And depending on the matchup, if you got somebody that is, I mean, like a Luka Doncic, if you're playing the the Mavs and mm. a play-in game, you better believe Lou Dort's going to play 40-plus minutes in that game. <laughs> whether, you, yeah. whether you like it or not, Thunder fans, no, I, that is, I like, that is I like, book it, take it to the bank, stamp it, it's happening. Because there's nobody that can replicate what he does. And I and I know, I know the offensive possessions, they bug me too. Because like a pull-up two from him is just like the biggest don't do that ever. Him his rim finishing is a problem without a doubt. But the fact that I don't part of me just it kind of blows my mind that he's a good free throw shooter. Like that just kind yeah. of blows my mind that he's almost eight. He actually from the don't free throw line. He, he shouldn't. When he takes good shots, he's okay. Yeah. He's more than okay. Yeah, obviously, I mean, not... he's 42-plus percent from the corners. Exactly, which is good. Yeah. Good enough. Yeah. <sighs> he's a frustrating player, there's no doubt. I mean, every, no, you're right. I mean, every team, every team has frustrating players. Every team has guys where you're like, I don't know about this guy. You know, like every single team has those guys. That's just like a, a part of... Have you know, like, welcome to having a good team again, you know, because yeah. on every single Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook team, was there not a guy that we talked about like this? Oh, multiple guys. Yeah, every single team. And is and here's the thing: is like Thunder fans just don't know how to talk about a good team yet again. 
<laughs> we just like every player should be good. Every player should be able to do this, this, and this. It's like that's just not how it goes. And you know what? The Thunder may find themselves in a place in two years where that is the case. Mm-hmm. They may find themselves in a place where everybody is good, and Lou Dort's like their ninth guy. Yeah, they could that with the amount of assets they have. That is not impossible. Yeah, it's it's not likely, but I. It's not likely, but if they get somebody in this draft that's good, and you add them to the team, and you're adding Chet, then they've got up to four first rounders in the next draft. Yeah, and let's say uh, you just come away with two good players in that draft, and then you still have more picks moving forward, and you're like, hey, you know what? Like, we don't have a good seventh guy. <laughs> let's go trade for our good seventh guy. I mean, I'm just telling you, like, there's a chance that things could get really good, but for now, like, they're I mean, one. Just remember, this team wasn't supposed to be here. Yeah, that's right. They weren't supposed to be doing this yet, and they are. And some of it is whether you like it or not, because of Lou Dort. Because of like the competitive nature of Lou Dort. Like it definitely takes the the level of intensity for everybody up a notch because of the way that he competes and the way that he plays. It really does. And I know that just sounds like total BS. <laughs> but like, they're they say that. Mark says that. Other teammates of his say that like they watch him play and it's like okay well i guess i gotta play like this i mean that it is a thing and part of the competitive nature of this thunder team has to do with the way that lou dort plays and do okay okay okay. trust me i don't like the same offensive possessions that everybody else doesn't like they're horrible they're embarrassing they make you put your hands in your head and just be like come on man what are we doing here? You know, but you know what? Welcome back, basketball feelings. Everybody's got yeah. their feelings back. You know, we were dead inside for so many years. And I, I think that, you know, Mark, Mark has quite an affinity for Lugan Stort. I will tell you that. I know, I know. I will tell you that. I just want him to, to get to the same level of mindfulness in terms of shot selection that yeah. Wiggins and Kenrich have. Yeah, tr- trust have. me, I, I do think that they're... And remember, like he's not 28. Like, Lou's, 20, no. Luke's, Lou's 23. He needs to figure that out. He needs to absolutely figure that out. I need to address, yeah. I need to address James Anderson, who we just have like this like ongoing conversation with that just will never end, and that's okay. Um, he's in the chat. He says, Dort definitely isn't a Thunder guy. It's hard to argue for Lou and say that there isn't a place for a guy like Hendricks. He'll play so much closer to what we want. Now, I just need to just... People have gotten it a little bit, like, twisted (laughs) with the way that I've addressed, like, a Thunder guy. A lot of times when I'm talking about those guys, I'm talking about picking somebody in the top 10. Yeah. Okay? I'm talking about... I'm talking about picking somebody with like a blue chip lottery pick that I guarantee you when the Thunder have those, they are not taking somebody who can't make a decision. They will not do that. That will not happen. Now, I mean, Lou was a guy that was picked up at, after the draft. He was undrafted, you know, and he is stuck around and he's been a part of the rebuild and he continues to like check these boxes for the thunder like with his level of competition with the way that he competes with his defense i mean it has gotten him really far and trust me if he was not as good as he is defensively he would have been darius basley a long time ago like i can promise you that with the lottery picks though I just don't think they're going to take anybody that can't make a decision with the basketball because those are the guys that are the high upside swings that could potentially end up being like a star player. There are very, very few star players, if any, that can't make a decision with the basketball. Yeah. And that when you're picking in the top 10, you want that kind of, you want that kind of guy for sure. 
Yeah, so, I know. And James is saying that um, there is also a fin financial commitment. Yes, but two years of that financial commitment yeah, it's, are it's, just it's, it's not a, important. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's not a long contract. He could easily be traded this summer for something to help the Thunder and not like you don't have to use a pick to get rid of it. I mean, it's not a bad contract. And also, no, he, is, he is best friends with Shea. <laughs> And like what yeah. whether you like that or not, that's also a thing. Yeah. And like the Angelo Russell Russell would cut. Oh, sorry. Yeah. That's that's not the best example. But and it doesn't mean that you can't trade them, but is it a bad thing to have best friends on a team? Especially a young team like this? Like, no. Also, I mean, Jeff Green was a really close friend with Kevin Durant. I mean, they're they're not afraid to make those moves, you yeah. know. Yeah, and again, we on this end, I, I agree with you, Andrew. I mean, I, I I'm just provoking a lot. I, I I do think that in the if you have five minutes to go, I would never pick Kenrich ahead of Ludort. It's more like I would probably go ahead and start someone else and have him coming off the bench with more handlers on yeah. the court. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I think that that can can make. I mean, I I saw. Isaiah Joe starting and it wasn't all that great. So, I mean, starting and getting into a rhythm is not the easiest thing to do. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe maybe Lou just needs different players to play with. Yeah. Um, and I think that Chad will get shots. I mean, he will not be okay taking 12 shots. He will take more than that. He's a guy that wants to be the best player on this team, clearly. Yeah. I mean, he is the number two being in the draft. Yeah. And it's I mean, going to change will, the complexion of the team in a yeah, drastic you, in a drastic way. Yes. Yeah. Shea may need to get less shots and less possessions. Do you really think that that anybody will be okay with Lou Dort taking Ilatvai's jumper next season? No. No. That that it will change. Next year it will undoubtedly change. Yeah. He's and not going to be able when, to do that. And when other guys are more aggressive. I mean, look at the uh, the game against Borden. I mean, as soon as he, he sees that other guys are aggressive and taking shots, he's completely fine taking a back seat. Mm -hmm. um, there are moments where he's out of control because he doesn't see other guys around him taking the front seat and just being the guys who can create and make havocs on the, mm -hmm. on the offensive end. And he does that. Um, so... He should be more mindful. He should be better. But if he was, he would have been a lottery pick, yeah. probably. Yeah. And, and I mean, Lou, if he wants to be a part of the Thunder, is going to have to have more self-awareness. Yeah. And he will have. Um, and again. He, and that, that needs to happen next year. This year, I just refuse to like make anything. I mean, a lot of people are like, well, he for sure can't be this. Or he for sure. Man, I just don't know. I just don't know that he for sure can't. Like, yeah. let's see how he fits in. If he's doing this same stuff, same amount of shots, same usage rate, same finishing at the rim, same pull-up two crap that he's doing, all right, you know what? Like, they need to reevaluate this. <laughs> but right now, there are still shots to go around. There are possessions to go around. I mean, we saw the way that Portland was defending Shea. Like, you have to have some kind of outlet for Shea. And next year, if you insert Chet into the lineup, it's going to change a lot of things. And, I, and Can you imagine? Play zone? <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Like, play zone. How many possessions can yeah. you last? Yeah, you, like, can't, you wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't be able to. With this current team, they have a ton of limitations. And people yeah. are very excited, and the fan base is very excited, and that's good. Like, everybody should be very excited. I mean, this is... And I talk about this. I'm I'm on the tampering pod tomorrow with Sam Amick, um, and we talk about the Thunder. Wow. We talk about how they're a year, if not more than that, early. And it's a very it's a very very exciting year. This is a lot like when the Thunder made the playoffs to play the Lakers. You know, this is a this is a big deal for this franchise. You know, this is a this is an arrival. You know, there's a, a, I need to go over a couple of questions real quick from the Discord. Um, so he's, this is from Mick Triple Double. 
I would love for any of the pod crew to revisit the Presti postseason appearances versus arrival quote. This season certainly feels like an arrival, especially with what they're accomplishing without Chet, Potu, and Kenrich. I mean, yeah. This is the arrival. Even if it's just one play-in game, this is the arrival for sure. For yeah, they the still have to team. do it, but yeah. They still have it to looks, do it, Yeah, but do you have any doubt that next year they're going to be making a big, sincere push? I don't have many. Like, I just, I would, it would be disappointing, certainly, if they didn't make a push. Uh, okay, last one, and this will get us off of uh, the the topic. Would you do this? This is from Aaron Staggs. Houston lands at number five in the lottery. They're dejected. They've had one of, they've had their worst year of the tank, and they somehow landed five. Would you trade? Houston would get OKC's first round pick. OKC's second round pick and the Houston pick for next year for number five. So is this it, a tricky question? I would do it in a heartbeat. That the be- the best place where next year's pick can land for OKC is number five. Mm-hmm. So I can get that. Give them their pick back. Yeah. For next year. Yeah, we'll do that. Do you like this class enough to to pick at five? I'm picking at five. Who, so that's who do you like at five? Oh, uh, there will likely be the Thompsons. One of the Thompsons. Um, yeah. I there will probably be one of Jarris Walker, Hendricks, and yeah, Hendricks will be there for sure. Um, yeah. But yes, I, I would love to be able to pick one of the guys that are in the top of this draft more than next year. I don't love this draft, but again, the upside of next year's pick is not higher than five. And next year's class is not better than this one. So if I have to pay pick 15 to do that, I mean, Presti paid three picks for Jang. Yeah, he would do that in in a second. I would probably not even finish the sentence. Yes, I'll do it. Great. Yeah, cool. it's pretty. It's a pretty easy yes for me. Also, just because next year's class is thought to be not great. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, if you can make the play in and still get that quote unquote last, you know, lottery pick from, you know, this like rebuilding era. I mean, you can kind of play both sides of it and i don't know you get jairus walker or anthony black or one of the thompson twins and yeah that's not too bad I mean, it's not too bad i don't think that there is i mean it's too early to say if the, the top of the draft is fixed or if you can like trade a few picks and get into the mix of a top 10 pick. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't I think know. That there are te- I mean, teams like Portland, if they go at nine, mm-hmm. do you really think that they would love to pick at nine? I don't. Um, it's not that OKC has anything to offer. Uh, I mean, either it's Dort or nothing, basically. And I don't think that OKC will trade Dort next season. Yeah, But they don't have pieces to trade. I mean, they don't have Mike. They won't t- trade Kenrich. And, and you don't trade Kenrich for a first-round pick. It's, it's not that kind of deal. Yeah. No, they would not do that. Yeah, I think it's an interesting exercise. It's just kind of... It's a good way to just illustrate the options that OKC has. Now, the question is, like, is that something Houston would do? Houston would just have to not really like the guys there and also believe that, like, James Harden is not coming to the team and that they could really stink again next year. Yeah. Which I don't think they will have that mindset at the draft. (laughs) I will say that. This is where you wish the draft was after free agency, and then they could see that they're not getting Harden and that they couldn't get anybody. And then it's like, okay, well... Unless we believe that one of our guys is making a giant leap, like a Shea Gilders Alexander leap into stardom, then we're going to be pretty bad again next year. So we may be better off picking at 13 
bringing in Bryce Sensabaugh, and then trying to go get somebody at the top of the draft for sure next year <laughs> and not <laughs> have to sweat out our top four protected pick all year. You know, that's... Uh-oh. I mean that's definitely how I would how I would want to do it. He was about to Okay. I'm back. He's here. Okay. Okay. I was uh, saying everyone goodbye, but uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, you still got to hear me because I'm recording locally. So <laughs> anyways, I I had dropped off from the YouTube page for some reason. I don't know why. Uh okay. Thanks so much for listening to our show. Hope you guys have a great, great day. The Thunder have a, a three-game stretch. they got to get at least two, if not all three of these, if they want to stay alive here. We don't have an update on Shea, and that is the biggest part of this. <laughs> you know, ankles, you can play through an ankle injury, and it's how do they wake up the next day? You know, yeah. how does how is he feeling today? I think is the the big question that's been on my mind all day long. It's like how does how does Shea feel? And if he feels good, I mean they can probably miss him for one of these games at home and be okay. And then, you know, go get that game in Indy. You know. Go go get that game in Indiana. And I think if they get all if they win four in a row and anytime you win just four in a row in the Western Conference, especially if you're in the seven through 12 range, that gives you some pretty significant cushion in the Western Conference. Because right now, they are tied with the Lakers for the 10th seed, the Lakers on the tiebreaker. Um, if they won four in a row, they won they would be sitting at 41 or three in a row. They'd be sitting at 40 wins and 38 losses. And just, I mean, the teams that are two games above 500 are sitting at six right now. So go get these wins thunder. And I think they'll be sitting pretty for the postseason. Um, all right. Anything else, McKelly, before we go? I'm just, I'm just, you know, from everything that is happening this season, including you saying, yeah, I'm on the tampering with Sammy Mick with like a normal. Yeah. It's like a normal thing. Yeah, it's weird. It's totally weird. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, try to try to just keep the Dort hate to a minimum out there if you can. Just uh, keep, keep that down a little bit. All right, we'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.